0: 21 Savage was smoking. No Khaled hate on this podcast. Yeah. The Grammys have just been getting shit on. And then they're behind the killing. Ooh. Oh, Jesus.
1: The One More Time Show, episode three, brought to you by Guayaki Organic Yerba Mate. The Yerbas. Yeah, who's our contact over at Yerba? Ruth has been very generous to us over at Youbamate over at Guayaki, Goy- sorry. Um, yes yeah, and in all the cases of the Blue Foria.
0: <laughs> Yo, I don't know if you can tell I'm a little sleepy man. I'm, I'm, I'm off the trip to Fane right now. I just came from a friend's giving. Mm. this episode will drop post Turkey day so I figured what better than to start off with a Thanksgiving food draft. <laughs> We're gonna pick our top five picks. For Thanksgiving foods Let's do it Who goes first? I'm kicking this off Well there you go I guess I'm going with The creamy The cheesy Come on The delicious Macaroni and cheese Come on man If you didn't pick it first What the fuck is wrong with you? Dang Henry what's your first pick? It's a fantastic pick Probably would've gone there myself
1: Honestly So I'm gonna have to Do a pivot here To The stuffing We're taking stuffing First And it's something that It's great food And I don't know why We don't make it year uh, round more
0: of the year. Yeah. You know, is there a restaurant that serves? Was that like a Boston market initiative that they tried <laughs> to have Thanksgiving food year round and it just didn't pan out. Cause it was like a fast food type of version. That sounds about right. Yeah, because sure. I was thinking about it as I ate my delicious Thanksgiving meal. And I was like, yo, why the fuck are we subjecting ourselves to this only one time of the year? It's insanity. Thank God that there's like Friendsgivings now where you can basically run it up like for a week straight. Did you get any leftovers? Uh, I did get a couple, yeah, couple to go, uh, you know, plates for Little sure. Plate tomorrow, yeah, exactly. Smart man. So for my second pick, I'm going with my favorite dessert for Thanksgiving. I'm going with the pumpkin pie. You're killing me, man. <laughs> yes, God, man, damn. my draft is shaping up nice. I love pumpkin pie.
1: Me too, absolutely. All right, we'll stay on the sweet kind of route here for round two. Give me sweet potato. Can I just take all sweet potatoes? Yeah. Pie, casserole, souffle, souffle ever you got to Go put it. We're going to lock down the sweet potatoes since you locked down the pumpkin pie there. Go ahead.
0: Absolutely. For my third pick, most people maybe favor the turkey when it comes to Thanksgiving meats because it is turkey day. I'm going with the honey baked ham for Fire. my third pick. Fire pick. I love your team. Amazing. I love your team.
1: Man, we're going to the championship this year. This is tough, man. All right. um, So- for pick three, we're going to go mashed potatoes, and it seems basic. <laughs> it for seems real? Basic. You
0: already went with sweet potatoes, now you're going with the original mashed potatoes?
1: The difference is the gravy, because if you got a good gravy, it's going to turn up these mashed potatoes. Everyone has to go crazy on the gravy for Thanksgiving. If your gravy's not good, your meal's ruined, in my opinion, and you can't host Thanksgiving for at least five-year probation <laughs> probationary
0: <laughs> period, I think they should get. It's messing in the rule up book. the gravy. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. For sure. It's, it's, it's not bad when you add the gravy to the mix. Indeed. I guess mashed potatoes and gravy can be one pick. I was going to get a little, you know, I was going to be a stickler and say, like, the gravy could have been a you know, separate choice. You, I don't you know. can't have the mashed potatoes without the gravy. That's true. Sorry. That's blasphemy. So I'm going with the fourth pick of the Thanksgiving food draft. I'm going to go with, oh, this is tough, but I'm going with the hearty cornbread. Mmm. I, I give up. <laughs> this is I don't too even want good. to finish this. It's too good. Everything I'm about to pick,
1: you've named. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's your fourth pick? Oh my goodness, man. Um, you took the cornbread. Is there another type of bread in Thanksgiving? What it? got the stuffing. All right. We'll go with the dessert as well. We'll
0: take the pecan pie. <laughs> pecan versus pecan. What do you say? Pecan clearly. I think I actually go back and forth. It's a huge debate here in the South. Pecan. Picking. picking pie. Pecan pie. That's a third <laughs> that one. That is the worst. Let's not get too deep into that. <laughs> no. Okay. Wow. All right. Last fifth, round. Fifth and final pick. I'm going with the broccoli and cheese casserole. Holy shit. My lineup is stacked. You're stacked for sure. <laughs> Turkey is not going to save me now. No, it's not. <laughs>
1: How sad is it that Turkey's not making either of our top five? I'm going to take it just based on the clout that it's going to bring and the attention it's going to bring to this program, we're going to get in a lot of dollars. We'll have some high profile games with this team bringing in Turkey, but we all know the truth. Turkey's not making, he's not an all-star, you know what I'm saying? He's not taking you to the bowl.
0: For sure. For sure. Hey, I got to. Th- I got to think. My team took that one, man. I got to give that one to you, my yep, friend. Yeah, for sure. Fantastic finally, picking. out of all the drafts, I feel like we've done either on camera or off. Like, and all I'm it, finally getting one.
1: All it took was for you to just steal first pick without <laughs> any regard, no coin flip, nothing.
0: No, no, it was my idea, so mm. I feel like I got to go with it. Um, Fair so, enough. in other news, we are fresh off the press with the Grammy nominations. We are. There's a lot of controversy. It feels like there's been so much controversy surrounding the Grammy awards. People are pretty upset with the Grammys these days. And I kind of am too, I kind of understand it. It's just so political and stupid to some
1: degree, but it is still like the highest honor, you know, like formal honor you can receive, I think, besides like a, maybe like a diamond certification, which I was actually gonna talk about too. Post Malone, shout out. Youngest artist with five diamond singles.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Sunflower just went 17 times platinum. (laughs) It's It's like you're eating off that one record for the rest of your life. Your kids, 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 you could quit music, sell all of your masters except for Sunflower, and you would probably be okay, be fine. Wow, yeah, amazing. Let's talk about the uh, hip hop album nominations. Was there a time though? Let me just ask you this: Was there a time because I've only been like back into the music scene for the last like few years, right? And since I've been back into it, the Grammys have just been getting shit on. For sure. Was there a time when everyone was like happy-go-lucky with the Grammys and like thought they were doing a phenomenal job or has it always been one of those things? It's like a love-hate where it's just like to your point, it's the it's the award you want but then you just shit on it forever. Like has it always been like that? Do you know? I would say that it's been a pretty steady, like if you made a
1: graph of like <laughs> satisfaction with the Grammys by the general public, it's like a pretty straight line down, like just a like a steady I feel like it really diagonal. took a steep incline this last this last year. I would say uh Drake making the speech uh, talking to, at the Grammys saying like y'all don't need this. That was pretty monumental as well. Yo, how
0: do you think the Grammy
1: like programming director took that they did not invite him back or he didn't go back, I don't know. He doesn't really <laughs> like submit music for it anymore, I think is my For saying. sure,
0: for yeah. sure. So obviously, you know, Best Hip Hop Rap Album of the Year, the the five nominees were future jack harlow dj khaled kendrick and, kendrick and push and push a t yeah you and i were talking about this off camera at an event we were at you know this past week and i mean we both thought that if we're going for real with the best rap album we both were kind of in agreement that it's got to be push pusha i think pusha The album was that. so great absolutely so rap yeah whereas the other ones i mean Khaled specifically, and I guess Jack Harlow are catching a lot of grief for the fact that they were in, in the in the running. Those two are
1: catching the most flack by far, just from comments that I've read. And I was arguing with a buddy at that event about DJ Khaled. He's kind of just bashing DJ Khaled. Like, what does he do? He's not even on the songs. He's not making the beats. Like, why can we, why is this guy nominated for best rap album? In my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, to win the Grammy for best hip hop album, you have to make a hip hop album the best <laughs> hip hop album and he made a great hip hop album in my mind like I loved God did God did is a great i mean just the songs on it no they're not like that connected they don't tell some crazy story but they're hits and they hit they have massive artists on them and they're good songs so to me that that is producing an album people get the producer thing, Twisted. We talk about that all the time. He produced a good album, and I think he deserves to be there. Should he win? Probably not. I would give it to Kendrick or Push for sure. I liked Future's album, but I think he has better. Um, I wouldn't be pissed if he won. The only one I would be really upset if he won was Jack. I'm sorry, but that album was- (laughs) Sorry,
0: Jack, but- That album was- uh,
1: it's like put me to sleep, man. There's, I don't remember much about it. And I gave it a couple listens all the way through.
0: Yeah. It was, I mean, you and your friend were pretty heated about this whole DJ Khaled thing. Got into it. Yeah. And I mean, I was obviously standing by you as far as like what he does is second to none. I mean, you can't take the flowers away from DJ Khaled. You can't. I mean the, his ability to connect the dots by bringing in super producers like Tay Keith, who's just at the top of his game, I think he is the number one Billboard producer for the last like three weeks running. He might be. He's. I mean, he, he is. I'm pretty sure I just saw that post. And so like, you take him and then you take the artist that he's able to marry up with these super producers and then to bring this project to life. These artists are, when Khaled calls, they come. They answer the phone. And they show up and they come cut the records in his studio a lot of the times. Like, I think most of the records, if not all, are cut in his, like, home studio even. Yep. He is hands-on with the, like, making of the album. Absolutely he is. And so I do think that, like, the award's not Best Rapper. No. It wasn't the award. No. To your point, it is Best Rap Album. Album. And if he is the orchestrator and his name is on it and it's coming from his record label and the advance that he has with that label and his money, his marketing dollars, whatever, it, he should be in the running. I think so. Yeah, Is he screaming on top of a lot of the records and kind of annoying?
1: Yes, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> no doubt about it. But it is a skill to put together a record like that with the type of people and the type of producers, just everything about it. I mean, and they're good songs. They don't necessarily match up into a groundbreaking album, but you can't say it's not one of the best albums of the year.
0: And for me, Khaled's story is just also incredible. It's inspiring. It's so inspiring, man. I mean, he's put in the work, bro. I mean, from just grinding, you know, DJ gigs right in the clubs, breaking records in the traditional DJ sense of the word. Mm -hmm. Then obviously he starts, you know, getting into mixtapes and whatnot. Right. And then obviously turning that into like, hey, I've got relationships with artists. I know what sounds good. I'm able to break records. Why the fuck am I not putting those pieces together and being compensated and recognized for it? I was equating it to DJs, like DJ Drama, dropping mixtapes back in the day. No one was
1: bitching at him that he was getting these artists together, putting them with producers, talking on the records.
0: We ate that shit up.
1: Love them. That was an era I missed so much. And now it's coming back. You see a lot of artists dropping with Drama now. But you, just, you know, how is doing it on a major label, you know, full album with the even bigger stars any different. It's the yeah, same
0: thing. But I guess, like, would you have felt some type of way if DJ Drama would have been nominated for a Best Rap Album I would Grammy? have felt the
1: exact same. If the project was one of the best projects of the year, I think it should be
0: there. I agree, man. There it is. I agree. So I, I, I am Stop just, hating on Khaled. Yeah, because I just, I love Khaled's energy. No Khaled him. hate on this podcast. Yeah. Anywho, um, Kodak Black was literally saying that 21 Savage was smoking dick. He said smoking dick by saying that Nas is irrelevant. Mm. How do you feel about that? Is Nas relevant in today's climate? Obviously Nas is relevant. That's ridiculous. You know, is he in his prime? Are people talking about him as much as they were 20 years ago? No. Would you say that 21 Savage is smoking dick?
1: (laughs) No, I would not (laughs) say that. Would you put it that way? (laughs) I would say that's a bit of an exaggeration. I mean, bro, look at his last, look at King's Dead and King's Dead 2, right? Like- they were huge. Um, at least one of them got nominated for a Grammy. I think the first one. I mean, he's out here, man. He's still. He, he's always been a great rapper, and he's still making good music. So, yeah, is he old? Older now? We talked about this being <laughs> old. A, older. We talked about this being a young man's sport, maybe. So, you know, he's going to get the hate from the uh, YB and Sofago fans. But no, nah, I wouldn't say that's smoking dick. No.
0: Yeah, it's interesting as far as like relevance it's like a subjective word I guess like what do you mean relevant like do people still call him one of the best rappers still alive yes yes we do yes no one's denying that Nas is still one of the greatest rappers of our generation right like pushing the 90s and into the 2000 era right so I don't know like relevance like does he have a song that's at the top of the charts now? No, but I, I don't know that that is what, the, you know what I mean? Relevance, I just feel like has like a subjective term. absolutely does. Term, what is so. relevant?
1: You know, he's, I'm, there's still, I'm sure people out there that are just the biggest Nas fans and they are always waiting for Nas and he, he's relevant to them. I bet
0: you that. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? and I just love the fact that Kodak said that 21 was smoking dick. I was just like, I don't know what that, <laughs> I know what you mean, but I don't know what you mean. I would I would have thought writing
1: dick would be, would have been a little nah more,
0: smoking it he, all right well That's shout
1: out Kodak he's always you know saying some something <laughs> reckless shit but I was like okay I stand with you let me ask you this yeah um, I saw Young Dolph's Instagram they posted about Key Glock's new album okay. dropping and there were some comments that were like upset that they were still using his Instagram and I was kind of going back and forth in my head I see what they're saying but also I feel like if Dolph was alive still or if we could talk to him now, you know, like from the dead, he would want that to happen still. It's his artist. It's their, their label mates, their best buds, their longtime collaborators. I would think he would want that, you know, to happen still. So do you think it's weird that they're still using Dolph's page posthumously to promote other projects? And even actually they just dropped a song, a Dolph song and they were promoting that. That's probably a little more okay, but.
0: Yeah. The whole posthumous even releases thing is always a, big question mark in my head, right? Like I'm seeing Juice World, of course, still dropping songs like on his, you know, Spotify, yes. obviously. And it's going to whoever is now collecting, you know, money from his estate, right? And that always makes me feel kind of, cause just knowing the business, knowing that this is, a, you know, a business, there isn't people, no offense, that are like probably doing this out of the goodness of their heart that people just want this music to be heard. Like, no, they want to they exploit the music from a financial perspective. Yes. And so to your point, using Dolph's page as a promotional mechanism for Key Glock's project. I think that, ah, that's tough, man. It's not like he had a will where he specified. That is tough. You have to think that Juice would still want some of his music to be heard, but we don't know. Exactly, we don't. And I, I do think that given the relationship, it would be weird if just like Dolph's like major label was like- posting like just anyone that's on the label type of shit. But I guess given the, you know, close knit relationship that existed, you know, prior to Dolph's passing, I feel like I see it being a little more stomachable. Yeah. I do still think that like, there's gotta just be better. You know, you can still promote the album in other ways. I don't know. It feels kind of weird, man. I'm not gonna lie. It
1: is. It was, it created a lot of controversy. That was a heated comment section. I'll tell
0: you that much. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. (laughs) But to your point, I mean, Dolph would probably, he would absolutely, he was clearly already reposting, of course, key Glock shit when he was here. So to think that he would have just, I'm dead now. Don't do it. I don't think that would have, you know, that would be his like stance posthumously. Right. But I don't know. I mean, it's, and then it's like, where's the line? Like, oh, he also worked
1: with this artist a lot, but less so, but they were good friends post him too. like, now it's getting into like, what, how much is too much?
0: To your point, I think that you know if I'm just a matter of fact kind of guy, I think that the facts would be whoever inherited the ownership of that page, they clearly have the say. Who does I
1: an Instagram n- go to? When no someone dies? idea.
0: What is that policy? Because to your point, I'm not sure that's a very specified thing in the will. Yeah. Now the record label contract might mm. own that shit. In the label, I don't know. There's they're probably covering. They're probably covering their ass now, man. I mean, rappers are clearly. You know, Man. dying in a in a you know ridiculously exponential like you know fashion, right? So it's like you'd think that the labels, who once again these are banks, basically giving out loans, you'd think that they're probably covering their ass with a lot of this violence that's out there, right? I mean, I don't know. And then the conspiracy
1: theorists are going to come out and say they get control of the artist pages when they die, and then they're behind the killing. Ooh, oh wow. Jesus!
0: Uh, what else has happened in the in the headlines, Henry? <laughs> Um, how do you know, what's the, how do you know, like if car people are fucking you or not? Oh my God. This is like, can I be honest? You don't. Well, you don't. I I asked my dad (laughs) straight up. I call my dad immediately as like childish as that sounds. Is he knowledgeable? He's just one of those good old boys that like at least puts on this facade that he knows like what's up. Yeah. You know? And I just would blindly trust my dad versus blindly trust the the mechanics. Right. It's tough when you go in for an $80 oil
1: change and they're like, yeah, here's a thousand dollars worth of shit. You really should do right now. Like, and they're like, do you want to do any of this? I'm like, no, let me take a breath and look at this and talk about it on the podcast.
0: First. Yeah. And then you actually don't evaluate it for real. Like you're going to just keep rolling the dice. And then my brakes are going to give out and I'm going to crash and it's going to cost way more for sure. Yeah. It's interesting because a lot of the stuff, I don't know what it actually means Nor do I know what it actually does, nor do they do a good job of explaining what it does, nor do they do a good job of explaining the risk that's associated with not getting it fixed. Correct. So that's the tough part. They say the three things you need in life an accountant, a lawyer, and a freaking mechanic. That's very true. So to wrap this up, please shout out our sponsor one more time, Henry. Thank you you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Guayaki. We love your products, it's a clean energy. In the form of a delicious tea. You guys get it right every time. Keep the
0: cases coming. We love you. Shout out to Ruth. Ruth, holding it down. Appreciate you, Ruth. Until next week, Henry, what are we doing? Get out of here. We're getting out of here. Peace. Peace.